0: and welcome to another episode of the Fundamentals podcast.
1: I am your host, Harley. Joining me on this episode is previous guest, singer-songwriter, and close friend, Ellie Realis. Ellie has hopped on to this episode to talk to me about her greatest musical influence, The Beatles. Now, of course, Ellie is not alone in being influenced by The Beatles, and really, that's at the core of what we talk about today. Perhaps you listening have wondered what the big fuss was with the Beatles, why so many people seem to love them in their music. And that's what we talk about. We look at the cultural impact, some of the songs, the iconography, and so much more that goes into making them the absolute pop culture sensation that
0: they are. So, without further ado, let's get into this episode. This is The Beatles... It's Ellie Reales.
1: Hello Ellie and welcome back to the Fundamentals podcast.
2: Hi, Harley. It's good to be back.
1: Yeah, it's lovely to have you back on. Um it has been too long since we've spoken, I think just in general, never mind. Part oh, it of the absolutely show. <laughs> has.
2: Life is crazy. All and, those uh... musicals I'm watching, jokes, no musicals in the last year. <laughs>
1: I know, right? <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've watched any actually since I like, I jumped on board with Hamilton when it came out after our last chat and right. absolutely loved it um,
2: I knew you would <laughs>
1: it's, oh, it's it's phenomenal, I mean it doesn't need my praise, everyone's praising it but still, I absolutely loved it um, Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go back and watch some more I know I've definitely increased my watching of uh, musicals since then Oh so. yeah, oh yeah 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 again i they've, they've they've opened up a little space for me so i'm gonna keep my eye but like you said there hasn't been much in the way of new stuff sadly but hopefully that will change that will change yeah, soon.
2: hopefully. yeah i'm yeah i'm definitely uh i'm holding my breath a little bit because you know there was a time where they were like yes we can go again with theatres and then it was like no and but mm. yeah like you said there will be a time so yeah, looking forward there to will. it
1: <laughs> yeah But speaking really of kind of, well, not of musicals, but of music, you've Mm -hmm. got another sort of music related topic for yourself, and that is the Beatles. Yeah. (laughs) Now, I reached out to you for this because I was just thinking about it the other day. It kind of came to me as a topic. and I thought that could be really good. And I immediately thought, who do I know who's a massive fan of the Beatles? I thought, well, it can't (laughs) be anyone other than Ellie. (laughs) So I never I've never asked you this before. um, I'd love to know sort of when did you first get introduced to the Beatles?
2: Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for coming to me because yeah, anyone that knows me—I like, said this with musicals, but like anyone that knows me knows that I am a huge Beatles fan. Um, I think they are <laughs> just the very um, the best that music has to offer. Um, when I first when I first got exposed to the Beatles, I guess always from a young age. Uh, I guess like most people, really, um, parents were into it, especially my dad, um, and he always had like he wasn't one for really listening to cds and like he was never like up with the tech of the time so any cds he did have was all the beatles um all he talked about was the beatles and um i remember i don't remember this but like i guess you could say it was exposure to the beatles when i was really young i was maybe like three or four years old and we were in miami and it was some racing car driver's birthday party i can't remember who it was but um, it was a, a planet Hollywood um, and my family were there eating and all of a sudden there were all these paparazzi, all these cameras showed up, film crews and um, well, what's going on? And all of a sudden, George Harrison appears on the steps of this planet Hollywood. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the this surreal is thing. And I remember my dad telling me he just like looked him dead in the eye and said, Nesh, which is my mom's name. It's George Harrison, <laughs> and um I that story has been like with me ever since I was tiny, and um apparently he he waved at me when I was in the pram, and I waved back, so I you know I had a close encounter with the Beatles, so it's my little claim to fame there but um but yeah like ever since I was really young since before I could remember Beatles have been a part of my life
1: that's awesome, and also I kind of feel embarrassed as your friend because I can't believe I didn't know that story.
2: I can't believe you didn't know that. I tell that to that's, everybody. That's like, amazing. if it comes up. Yeah, it's, it's a great story. And ob- obviously, so he cool. passed away. So, you know, it's yeah. even more special, really.
1: Oh, wow. So you've, you've waved at one Beatle. You just got to track down Ringo and Paul next. <laughs>
2: well, I do have a story about Paul as well.
1: Oh, didn't you? Now you have to tell. Go well, on. I
2: mean, the story is that uh, me and my brother went to see him. I, th- I think it was in 2015. I can't remember exactly. We went to see him live. Um, at the O2 in London Um, and uh, it was obviously one of the best gig experiences of my life Um, we didn't have particularly great seats we were kind of sat towards the back but we were rocking out and having the best time Um, and um, that show, and I'm sure I've told you this, that show we had uh, Dave Grohl come on as a a guest and I remember Paul McCartney introducing him as uh, an up and coming guitarist and (laughs) um (laughs) and me and Aaron just like lost our minds and uh, you know the audience was a very you can imagine at any kind of paul mccartney concert the audience was very varied there was like a lot of foreign people there was young people older people and a lot of the people didn't know who dave Grohl was and me and aaron were just like (laughs) freaking out like oh my goodness this is so cool um and everyone's like what's the big deal um but anyway (laughs) after the show um you know as you know as a fellow gig goer you always try and take something away from a gig if it's a pick a guitar um uh, not a guitar sorry a, a drumstick maybe mm. a guitar who knows um but um we went over to the front and we actually got paul mccartney's set list it was his mm. one um and it's now displayed proudly behind me on my music room door um That's so cool. yeah i mean didn't meet him per se but it's still a little bit of a, a close connection i feel
1: absolutely i mean Charles, getting setless is hard i've got a couple Mm -hmm. on my wall just to the side of me but um yeah just looking at them they're not like big name bands it was very small stuff because i you always struggle to get those So fair play if you got one for paul mccartney imagine you had to like step over a few people oh yeah i
2: we have a picture actually because um when we got it there was obviously (laughs) quite a few people that were like uh why did he get it and uh, because it was my brother that got it and there's some pictures we got pictures of people taking pictures with the set list and my brother's like holding it (laughs) because like it was so like in need um but yeah we're very fortunate to get that one i think and uh yes proudly displayed on our door so yeah Yeah. great story Uh
1: I, I could very easily go off on a number of tangents about stuff like that, but I won't. I'll refrain. Although I will say, when you said about getting a guitar at a gig, that is something that my absolute guitar hero, as you know, Mark Tremonti, uh-huh. from uh likes of Creed, Alter Bridge, etc., was giving away guitars um, during live sets of the last tour. And I was like three feet away from the guy he gave it to. That's, it that's was, the kind of I thing you need to do so... when you go to every
2: show. <laughs> oh
1: Yeah, I, I considered it. But anyway, that's, that's, uh, that's by the bye as far as the beatles go though so that's that's really cool so you've had this sort of childhood connection
0: because
1: mm. I, I know you've been a fan for a long time i didn't realize it was that deep that's really nice and i guess just sort of growing up as you obviously you're a musician and i imagine they would have had a massive influence as you sort of learning and finding your mm. finding your feet with music
2: yeah absolutely um i yeah again anyone that knows me knows i, I started my own <laughs> youtube channel back in 2010 um and I was posting like crappy covers of just me like I was quite young obviously just like strumming away on my guitar and singing and mm. yeah a few of those are Beatles songs um and yeah I've been performing live since I was 15 as well so um Beatles songs have always been a part of my set list um help is one that uh tends to go down really well um mm. and and yeah is it yeah just they've really been integrated into my music and especially my songwriting um any chance that I've had I've always said that the beatles are a major influence, and you know I know a lot of people say it and it's kind of become a bit of a cliche, but it it is the truth um mm. you know for the time, they were so different and um experimental and I always liked that the idea of doing that in my own music, um especially with their chord progressions and their harmonies uh were well, like no one else at the time so i you know I always try to incorporate that in my own writing.
1: Yeah, I was, I'm was. i glad you tapped into that because something I was hoping to kind of try and unpack a bit, I mean, it's, it's something that many writers and documentarians and historians have tried to answer is like why they were such a huge impact. But I think you've, you've pulled on a few key threads right there. So, yeah, what's your kind of personal opinion as to why they landed in the way that they did? Is it just because of their ability to experiment and throw caution to the wind?
2: I think, um, and I truly believe that... Um they were the inventors of pop music as we know it today. Um, I think before the Beatles, you know, we had jazz, we had blues, we had rock and roll, which was probably the closest thing that we had to pop at the time. And they obviously, they started out kind of doing rock and roll covers and um, in that kind of genre of music, I guess. Um, but, you know, they started to have really hooky melodies, which I think is the key Um and again with with a lot of rock and roll music chord progressions are generally the same um and they they kind of push the boundaries on that with a lot of their stuff and um even songs like please please me which was one of their first singles i believe um the harmonies in that and the hook that please please me oh yeah um i think that that is you know i, I studied popular music at at, at university so all I did was study hooks and what makes a good pop song. And every Beatles song after they stopped doing covers was, they had that like really catchy hook. They had those harmonies that got stuck in your head in, even in the production. um, They used um tambourines and high pitched instruments that make you tune into the song even more on a sort of a subconscious level. Um, And I think they became about right place, right time. Absolutely. But they were the ones that, that, I guess introduce the world to pop music as we know it. Um, so I think that's what made them, what makes them, what makes them so successful, and what made them so successful at the time is they really they started a culture of um, really commercial music that res- that resonated with the masses, basically.
1: Yeah, because I have to admit it's it's hard to find someone who says that they don't like the Beatles. Um, mm-hmm. And as previous guest uh, Josh Glenn put it on a show I was on with him his show rambling um the people that say that is often their entire personality it's just to be very sort of counterculture oh, yeah. and you know oh i don't like that it's like yeah whatever Absolutely. you know because you're right you listen to a Beatles song it's nearly impossible not to kind of just find yourself bopping along and think oh yeah i like this melody i like this song and there's something that stood out to me actually because um <laughs> it's a bit of an unusual way to get into the beatles because i've never really given them much of a chance and just in terms of you know me you know my music style my writing style and it's 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 very far away from the beatles but mm. i've always respected them and at about a couple of years ago we saw that film uh was it yesterday's yeah yesterday it's fine it's just a kind of bizarre romantic comedy with a high concept that is that one day this songwriter right, wakes up from an accident and for some reason no one in the entire planet has heard of the beatles <laughs> yeah and he knows like yourself he's covered their songs and he's like oh brilliant i can do the beatles um and it resonates but the thing i took away from that film was the soundtrack i remember coming away thinking like i really need to listen to these guys because every song i heard i loved i thought like this is brilliant and and yeah going back and listening through their albums i've realized there's you're right there's that catchiness but there's also i think a kind of fearlessness to experiment Mm. it's quite unusual like i don't I would say Beatles I'd love to get your insights on this for me when I listen to them I feel like they have a sound but at the same time they don't you know what I mean like you hear a song and you go that's a Beatles song but no song sounds the same like everyone is quite experimental and quite different
2: yeah um yeah definitely I think that that is that is the case And I think again what made them such a cool band at the time was they they did you know a lot of the stuff they did was very very different I mean all you've got to listen to is um, songs like Helter Skelter, which was thought, by the way, to be the very first metal song ever. Um, and then, you know, you um, you listen to Yesterday or The Long and Winding Road and you've got these beautiful ballads against these kind of like almost grungy sounding um, songs like Helter Skelter and I Want You, She's So Heavy. Um, yeah, they, they, there's a lot going on, but I think what resonates through everything they do is... John Lennon and Paul McCartney's iconic voices working together in harmony um but also just the gravitas that they bring. you know we know the Beatles and we know that they're great, and when you listen to it, you know that this is great because they're the Beatles and they influence so much more. so I think when you do listen to the beatles songs you you always have that in the back of your mind and and going back to like you said about people that <laughs> that claim that they do like the beatles um it, it, it's impossible to not like the beatles i mean their songs are so great and even if you watch interviews back from when, you know in their day they're a funny bunch as well you know like these um these uh, uh these lads from liverpool and they're just joking around they have banter and um i think it's just i think you're just denying and just trying to be controversial for the sake of it if you say you don't um but yeah i think it, yeah they are the songs are all very different and um but they're all so great
1: yeah, absolutely, and you know the the other interesting thing I, I think from that is when it comes to to them and their writing styles, like you said, you've got obviously John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and I, th- I think it, it seems like they're one of those groups where it's it's a really interesting collaboration of ideas, and I, and that, that's something that's quite nice when you listen to their albums as you get more into it is going oh this is a john lennon song or this Mm. is a paul song or this is a george Mm -hmm. harrison song and 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 it's really interesting just as a music lover because you get to hear their different styles kind of come out and and they get to sort of voice their own creative freedom and it's i really enjoy that um just just as a musician to sort of sit and listen to
2: absolutely yeah um i yeah i think even from a young age, I remember my dad sort of like whenever a Beatles song would come on, he's like, Oh, do you know who wrote this one? Was it Paul McCartney or was it John Lennon? Um, obviously mm. they co-wrote, but there was always one that kind of dominated the song. Um, and what I kind of picked up on was um, Paul McCartney's songs were always more melodic and soulful, I guess. Yeah, And yeah. John's were always a little bit more on that sort of experimental side, a little bit more strange and different, I guess. Um, but but yeah, I think they, I think what made them work so well was the fact that they were both so different, had such different ideas, and coming together just made magic basically.
1: Mm. Totally, and going back to what you were saying a minute ago as well, they they had personality, and in in some ways, you you're right, they're kind of credited as like being the first sort of boy band.
2: Oh ever yeah, because,
1: yeah. Yeah, they they had, they sort of came to life a bit in interviews, and they they all kind of had these different. Personalities and things going for them. So that's something that fans seem to resonate with.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, uh, people didn't realise, you know, when you look at maybe... I know they're not together anymore, but a band like One Direction and you have all these screaming fans. A lot of people don't realise that actually it was Mm. exactly the same situation back in the um, late 50s, early 60s with the Beatles. They had this mob of screaming fans that would follow them around everywhere and welcome them as they got off planes and would just not listen to them playing music but would just scream at the stage um <laughs> yeah. just like what we have today with yeah. with boy bands um yeah. and and yeah they 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 were the first to really to do that um i know you had you know elvis but this was a band mm. this is a, a boy band um you know they're all very like charming I, I remember one interview i can't remember what interview it was but um Someone, a reporter asked. um It was either Paul McCartney or John Lennon. I can't remember. I think it was Paul McCartney. They asked him, "Oh, is is Ringo the best drummer in the world?" And he goes, "He's not even the best drummer in the Beatles." Yeah, it was like <laughs> it's things like that that were just so funny and what made yeah. you just absolutely love them. um yeah. but yeah, it's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's quite a famous quote. I really, yeah. like, I really like it. Um, and yeah like you said about the screaming fans like I've I've watched um clips before I think I heard an interview with Paul McCartney recently um and he was talking about that about those days and how actually like, they kind of didn't enjoy doing those gigs cuz they were like we couldn't hear ourselves they just yeah. sort of, they were almost like we could have just done anything or just or nothing you know and it would have been the same it was quite surreal but that's kind of the interesting thing as well is that they reached a level of fame stardom that it seemed like no one else prior to that had achieved like you said people got notoriety and got famous and were popular but these guys were like mega stars it was Mm. the first like Mm. you said the first pop group really like everybody loved them
2: yeah absolutely and I I just think I think it was because it's the first time that you really got to get a feel for the personality behind the music and they they started that pop culture I think that that whole Mm. thing and um yeah, it yeah that obviously still resonates today with people because they're still they're, they're still they're still the greatest.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and I you said that they're still having influence all yeah. these years later, yeah. but it's something I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on because this always fascinates me. and I feel like it's a fact that I always forget and then remember and then i surprised by <laughs> it's the fact that these guys like everything they did was in such a short span of time. Because yes. they're one of those bands that have such a big influence that I almost just assume, my brain almost just goes, oh, they must have been around for decades. But they weren't. As a group, they were together for, I think, was it less than 10 years they did all of this?
2: Uh, yeah, I think it was, uh, they started in, um, I think it was a little over 10 years, but they they were present from, I think it was 57, and they they officially disbanded in 1970 um so you know you have bands that go for decades and decades and they just were a little over 10 years they made all that impact and that's insane when you talk about music these days um you know like b- bands will go for decades and uh, well well over 10 years you know some of our favorite bands today are at least 20 years old and yeah. um they still don't have the impact that the beatles had yeah it was a very short space of time a very short space of time
1: Mm. Do you think maybe there's something to that? A sort of, kind of, it's almost like lightning in a bottle in a way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it was, you know, it's a combination of a few different things. Like once they disbanded, you would have thought that you know they'd all have amazing solo careers. And yeah, Paul McCartney went on to do Wings um, and uh, his own stuff, which was always successful, but never at the Beatles level. And same with John Lennon, um, really. And um, I think it is because they were so magic together, along with obviously George Harrison and Ringo Starr. Um, but yeah, lightning a bottle was a really good way to put it. It was just a, a perfect storm of things at the time. I think the world needed pop and the Beatles. <laughs> and, um, you know, they, they delivered and it was a very short space of time. But it, it yeah, it worked and it resonated through through. Rap, yeah through the rest of history
1: mm. so i have to ask ellie do you have a favorite beatles album
2: i do yes mm-hmm. um i think abbey road is my favorite beatles album um right. i think again another thing that kind of tied the beatles to me from a young age was um you know both my parents are from london and um, my dad is very proud of the fact that he's from london and will always say you know the beatles they 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 lived and recorded in london um and uh we'd always drive past abbey road studios always mm. every time we went to london we drove past and we'd write on the wall outside we'd take pictures um go across the zebra crossing like everyone does and annoy all the drivers <laughs> um <laughs> and and yeah from a young age that was something that was sort of drummed into me Yeah, you know we had abbey road on cd and it was always in the car so i think it's just the one that kind of stuck with me as i grew up really um and of course i got the chance to go to abbey road myself and do some recording which was obviously yeah. one of the most amazing moments of my entire life <laughs> um <laughs> uh yeah it was yeah it was it was surreal but um yeah, I think Abbey Road has to be my favourites. closely followed by Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I love that. And and yeah, you're, the song you recorded at Abbey Road was is it's a great song anyway, but yeah, the fact that you got to do it there was I think a nice bonus. I remember you telling me all about it and
2: Ugh, going around yeah. and sort of
1: eavesdropping on a few sessions that were happening <laughs> and,
2: I was having a yeah. field day. I was just I I knew that I would never get this opportunity again. Or I thought yeah. that I might not and I, I was convinced myself I have to like milk the hell out of this experience. So absolutely. I absolutely I, I went to the gift shop and got myself a little Yan Lanyard that said Aburo N it and I was strutting around <laughs> taking pictures of everything. <laughs> of course I gate crashed studio two because that's obviously mm-hmm. the iconic studio that the Beatles recorded all of their stuff in. Um, It was kind of being used as a bit of a storeroom, actually, which I was a bit disappointed at. Um, Not storeroom, Mm. it just wasn't being used. Um, There was just loads of pianos and gear in there. But I went in there, Mm. I breathed the air, I touched the ground. (laughs) 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 I just, like, embodied the essence of the Beatles then and there. Um, But I remember um, that the microphone I used was also a microphone that John Lennon used um which is obviously very cool um mm. and yeah they like i said i i managed to eavesdrop on a couple of sessions i remember james bay was there mm. and ellie golding was there and they were they were practicing i think for the bbc proms at the time um but they yeah. had a big orchestra in and it, they were in studio one um nice. the big studio that they record all the this the film soundtracks in um mm-hmm. and and yeah it was just incredible just an absolutely incredible experience um and, and yeah I remember the sound desk was just like in a hallway um, the sound desk that was used to record Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd um, Yeah was you sent me a picture of lying that and I was around like what? Was, <laughs> yeah yeah absolute madness like, this stuff should be in a museum and it's just here and yeah. it's so it felt so exclusive and so special and um, mm. yeah it was just an amazing experience and yeah yeah just great
1: <laughs> It's incredible I mean and I love the fact that it's still an active studio and they've still got some of the gear lying around. And I just think that's really lovely that they're just like, yeah, you know, might as well keep paying it forward. You know, it's very, it could be very easy to kind of lock something up like that, turn it into a museum and then that's it. But you know, the fact that they still use it to this day, I would have thought they would have closed off the road by now because they must get people going across that all the time. Yeah,
2: but, you know, I, I don't think you can. I mean, they, they they always repaint the wall. I mean, every other. I think it's like every yeah. week it's painted because just so many people want to sign it, which is great. I love that. Um, mm. and yeah, every time you go down there, I think it's just something that people are used to around there. You've got to stop at that zebra crossing. You've got to wait for people to take their pictures. Uh, even when I was there with recording, I took my guitar out and. Um, took Mm. advantage of the setting to create my own album cover so to speak or singles cover um which you can see on my youtube by the way
1: (laughs) yeah it's all right links will be in the bio don't you worry (laughs) um
2: but but yeah it's just they can't close that road off it's it's i'm sure it's like it contributes Mm. to one of the big tourism pools to london um yeah but i yeah it's it's just it's one of those things that's always been like with me since i was young and i remember my dad always telling me because if you look on the album cover of um abbey road paul mccartney is not wearing any socks or shoes and i remember mm. him my dad saying oh yeah he just lives around the corner he walked home and um mm. you know we'd always like go past and see his house and imagine he was in there and just give him a little wave <laughs> um but yes it's yeah it's it's so good I, I don't think they can shut off that road it's too iconic
1: yeah probably not but still I mean that's that's so cool and again, I was really happy for you when you went anyway because um, mm. I knew how much that meant to you and it's just really I think it's just a really cool thing to say like yeah I've, I've recorded a song in Abbey Road it's just and again it just yeah boggles my mind that it's still being used today and that they're, they're quite happy to to carry that on mm. so yeah
2: why not? i want to
1: know ellie do, do you have a favorite Beatles song again i don't think i've, I've ever asked you this before
2: favorite Beatles song no, that's difficult mm. um i've been asked this so many times and <laughs> it changes all the time i think i completely understand that yeah
1: mm. <laughs> i
2: think um it, it's changed at different points at one point my favorite was um uh live and let die um the beat oh, the sorry the, the bond uh theme uh just again because it was so different and so crazy and wacky and that that, that hook you know that melody is just insane um f- for a long time it was hey jude um you know that's an iconic song that's a classic that's like the show closer for everything um, and I remember even when we saw that one live, um, it was just like, yeah, we were waiting for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> just the whole stadium, like, na 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 na. It was just, yeah, incredible. Um, so, Hey Jude is definitely one of them. Um, but then again, I just I love the boppy ones like Help and. Um, but one that I think is definitely underrated um, is I Want You. She's so heavy. Um, again, which it was. Also um it's one of the first songs that they reckon contributed to metal music as we know it today. I just did sort of um quote speech quotes. Um but um <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I remember again when I was at uni I studied this song because I did a comparison between that one and Hailstorm's cover as well, which you would obviously know. yes um, <laughs> which is an absolutely insane cover and I think Paul McCartney would be proud of it. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but Yeah, that is such an underrated song. It's so great, so grungy and just brilliant and different and experimental, as always. Mm. Um, But then there's Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Again, a great song. Um, And who doesn't love a good bit of Yellow Submarine?
1: (laughs) Do you know what? That's one of those, I feel like that's quite sort of, yeah, it's funny, that one. I I think people like it. But sometimes it's just as a bit of a laugh. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were like, hey, let's give Ringo a go at writing. And he came up with that banger.
1: that's true. (laughs) Uh, I seem to recall a really cruel but very funny family guy skit about that where um it's like Ringo going hey I've written a song he's hands them a piece of paper and they go oh isn't that nice we'll put it here on the fridge where everyone can see it
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I like it I think it's great it's fine and
1: and like you said it kind of fits into that crazy experimental side of of the Beatles a little bit but I mean, Charles, all of those great, great choices um, I have used before in an episode, and I really like Paperback Writer.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's
1: a really good tune. Help really stands out to me. Do you know one that I came away from with that film yesterday was um, Ella de Rigby? I found myself listening to that a few times afterwards. I don't know why. It's just something about it it's that beautiful. I really like.
2: Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah, it's song. Very,
1: it's very melancholy. Yeah. Um. But it's, yeah, it's really simple, very, very effective, and kind of like you said, it's That's something I've realised more and more is, again, listening to them. And um, I do stick on an album or or a playlist every now and then just to kind of refresh my Mm. memories. Yeah, there's there's just so much diversity in them and in what they do. And it absolutely fascinates me to no end. And I I think that is probably, again, like you said, part of what makes them live on. I mean, the Mm. fact that, as you said, you can get bands like Hailstorm, this kind of American rock metal band doing a cover of a Beatles song. Yeah. And there's tons of people that continue to do that today because they have such a big influence.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, yesterday is the song um, is yes. is one of the mm. most covered. I think it's the most covered song officially of all. It's time. lovely. Uh, it is a lovely song. It's just yeah. absolutely masterful piece of songwriting. Um, and it's uh, and there's a reason why the Beatles are studied um, across music courses mm. and you know G- even GCSE music. Um, it, you know, that like go going back to what you said about it being simple, a lot of the stuff mm. they write is simple and that's yeah. what makes good pop music good today is the ones that are just, you know, got a simple chord progression, a really simple melody, but it's catchy and it's it works. Mm. Um and they did that over and over and over again. Um and, and most bands or, or, or singers in their time have that one song that's like, you know, it's mm. their song, it's their show closer. And with the Beatles, yeah. it's just like every single one of their songs is like that. Um, and, and yeah, I think that's what makes them so exceptional and so th- great and mm. so influential. Oh, it's simplicity as much as anything.
1: Yeah. You know, you're so right. It's something I've, I've realized more and more when you're writing and when you look at sort of music in terms of what's popular and across almost any genre, I've come to realize is it's, it's often the stuff that's, that's, like you said, the most straightforward. It's not the most technically difficult to play. Mm. But that's not the point of music, no. isn't it? The point no, no, of music no. is that it's meant to be simple. It's meant to be, you know, it's meant to grab you. With Whereas, you know, there's, there's lots of bands and musicians out there who are technically phenomenal, like some of the most incredible musicians you'll ever see. Mm. And they get an audience and they get an appreciation, but it's nowhere near the level that these kind of guys can reach. No. And yeah. I was wondering, do you think that's part of the charm of the Beatles is that and I correct me if I'm wrong here, but I get the impression that when it comes to some of the songs and their style, that it just a lot of it seems almost like straight from the heart.
2: Yeah. Do you think that's yeah, part yeah, yeah.
1: of it? It's like an audience. You kind of feel like you're connected to them in a way, listening to the music.
2: Definitely. And even if you're not a musician, I think you can you can tell that a lot of the songs are are simple, not simple, simple. They're, they're simple in terms of musicianship. Um, technically i guess anyone could write them but they didn't that's the point um and going back to what you said about people that don't like the beatles um a lot (laughs) of the time i find that it's musicians and it's snobby music sorry snobby musicians that are a bit like oh if it's not you know complicated and using all these special Mm. chords then it's not um it's not good music um and it's the kind of the same people that are kind of like, yeah, pop music is rubbish. Like, okay, you, you might not like pop music, but you've got to appreciate it as a, a genre of music. That is the reason why it is so widely accepted is because like you said, it, it resonates with people um, because it, it's universal. And, and that's what the Beatles yeah. did and, and what made them so great. Yeah. Um, and, and why they have that that massive following and, and why it's the same with a lot of pop music um, is because it's simple. It's catchy and it's charming and people love that so absolutely
1: of... and I'll, I'll put my hand up you know me long enough i've been guilty of that <laughs> <laughs> i've been very guilty of that um and, I, and to this day i'm still like i will i i have no idea what's in the top 40 i'll be i'll be honest <laughs> but i i definitely have tried my best I and mean, this show is kind of therapy in a way for me of yeah. like just learning to learn more about the things that people love like pop culture and stuff and and you know what? My like Abigail, my wife, will put on stuff sometimes in the car, like a, a current song that's in the charts that she likes. And I'll just go along with it. It's like, yeah. oh, actually, I can see why people like this. And and you're right. It, there's nothing wrong with that. And yeah, the fact that the Beatles kind of started that is is really impressive. You know, mm. kind of at the sort of almost like the the kind of I would say like the birth of the modern world from like the 60s on. You know, oh, like a yeah. lot of things changed in the world. And like you said, it maybe that's probably what contributed as well, As there was this time in the world that was sort of unlike any other, and then along comes this sound that's like unlike any other, and people are just ready for it.
2: Absolutely. And um, one thing I did want to talk about, which um, I guess a lot of not people kind of observe about the time, is um, even bands that you think, oh, they probably weren't influenced by the Beatles, um, I think notably would be like sort of punk bands like um like sex pistols um and yeah. even the stones um i think mm-hmm. they the beat they still have to credit the beatles because i remember at the time again i know this from when i was studying music um the um the, the beatles had a song you know i want i want to hold your hand which is you know lovely and safe and, and nice and oh you know all fathers want mm. their daughters to you know enjoy being with a man by holding their hand <laughs> um and <laughs> <laughs> i remember the stones came out with an, a song um that yeah. was like stay the night or like sleep over or something like that i can't remember what it was and it was so like controversial mm. for the time and so like risque <laughs> um yeah and i think the reason why is because people were so used to this clean image that the beatles had um and i think they they the Stones and people like that still have to credit the Beatles for having that um, that contrary kind of way, I guess. Um, otherwise, yeah. there wouldn't have been anything. It just would have been another song, I guess. Um, but a lot of the time, the media were comparing the two and saying, look at this, look how different this is. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's... And also what you're saying about culture as well at the time and the modern world from the 60s. A lot of things were going on... Um, you know around that time culturally um and i think the beatles provided a bit of an escape as well um obviously not getting too political but you know there was a lot of things going on at the time in the world that weren't great um and the beatles did provide a bit of an escape i think um whilst also i guess providing a bit of social commentary but i guess a lot of the time they, they they kept simple they kept their songs you know experimental and cool and i think that just really worked at the time
1: I'd have to agree yeah again it was such a unique point in history and it was just really cool that when you sort of analyze that and you know I remember studying history at school American history in particular like the Mm -hmm. 60s and all the civil rights movements and the Beatles did come up a few times just as like a commentary like oh and this was happening and because it was significant because as you say it was this sort of it's almost like this completely different form of music that I mean and all forms of music come with a sort of subculture yeah. all of them do and so yeah this was this huge movement as you said it was earlier it was taking over the world by storm exactly so of course it it goes down in history as, as not only just being a band that writes nice tunes but a band that like impacted culture pop culture around it
2: yeah yeah I, like you said going back to when you were sort of learning history at school like I remember when we we're talking about when the, the contraceptive pill came out it was like the, the 50s right. or something and the beatles were there <laughs> and the beatles come up yeah. for some reason <laughs> um and <Yes>. uh <laughs> and and the whole like sort of free love as well and that whole movement in mm. the 60s the beatles were obviously a massive part of and uh, a culturally and iconically kind of tied to that era um but it, it's like i said before i think it was just a perfect storm of loads of different things coming together that they made them so
0: mm.
2: monumentally successful beyond what we are yet to see again.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm curious, do you have a favourite Beatle?
2: <laughs> uh I think it had to be Paul McCartney. Um in, in um Okay. I think I know it's an obvious choice, but um yeah. I I always I think I always preferred his his songwriting and his voice. Um and I think uh Again, when I used to watch interviews, I really like, I fell in love with Paul. I thought he was like the funniest person ever, and um, I, of course I got to see him live, and and that yeah. holds a special place mm-hmm. in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, and I think Paul McCartney of the two songwriters, I mean they're all songwriters, but um, out of Lennon and McCartney, I think McCartney had a bigger impact on my songwriting as well, um, melody wise. Um, I think I. I i like to take i I think i took a lot more away from his songwriting than i did john lennon um but yeah i think i think paul mccartney's my favorite beatle
1: yeah yeah i knowing you as well as i do i would say that that tracks um (laughs) (laughs) absolutely um and i think it's a great choice Uh, funny enough i had to pick one i probably would say that as well because just listening to them yeah a lot of his stuff really leaps out to me and i was listening to an interview with him recently with um adam Buxton, the comedian on his show i've already mentioned him twice now he's getting free shout outs um (laughs) not that he (laughs) needs it but um yeah it was a lovely interview and he was talking about his latest album which i then went and listened to Mm -hmm. uh i think it's just called paul mccartney three yeah and it it struck me that he's kind of quite experimental in that but like you said that that sense of melody that just is in every song yeah i thought was really interesting to hear and he just seemed very for a man who's had as much fame as he's had an attention in his entire life, he struck me as being very laid back and very sort of at peace with everything, which, which was nice to hear, you know, he doesn't strike me as an egomaniac or anything like that, which I think is always helps. If you want to get on board with having kind of like a musical hero, it's just nice to know that they are for the most part, nice people as well.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think uh, Paul McCartney, yeah. And he he's, he's, still going now and he's so old yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. still like the coolest guy ever um yeah he's still yeah. rocking out he's still performing live he still has millions of loyal fans around the globe um and i think uh i, I think you gotta give him credit like he's so great and um he's yeah. he, like you said he's he comes across as a very sort of easygoing guy he's also a fellow vegan um, mm. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. which i obviously love about <laughs> him um and um one of the things um i again sort of going back to the whole pop music thing and then being simple um one of my favorite paul mccartney songs is um silly love songs and um yeah. w- one of the lines is some people want to fill the world with silly love songs and then he says and what's wrong with that and i think it's just such a it's such an apt statement for um music today um it's just yeah a lot of pop music is about love and it might not be original or new and it might be cliche but like so what if it's fun and it's good and it's not harming anyone like what is wrong with that and i think the beatles did that and paul mccartney has continued to do that um throughout his whole career and obviously it works so i don't think you can knock it
1: absolutely i was just thinking actually because there's a couple of his songs that i really really like um because i'm pretty sure he wrote yesterday's didn't he which i think is a is it him that wrote um, I actually
2: think it was... Um, I think it was, was, it, was, um, was John
1: it Lennon? Lennon, yeah. Oh, no, I shot myself in the foot. Okay, never mind. Scrap that.
2: <laughs> I'm just Googling it now. I'm just, just Googling Google. It
1: I just had a feeling. It might have been obviously I Obviously, they both really like credited, yesterday's... but I, I
2: think it... Because I, I remember thinking, I. I it sounds mm. like a McCartney song, but I remember being shocked that actually John Lennon yeah. led it, but I could be wrong. Um, It's hard to find out because they're both credited. Um no no it's okay. no no it is paul mccartney it yeah. is paul mccartney is paul McC- and i remember Phew. okay I, I got it right <laughs> i remember because um there's the story that he it came to him in a dream um the melody right and i think yeah. it was something stupid like um he, the melody came to him and he wrote it with the words i think it was like eggs and ham or something um just because he didn't have any <laughs> lyrics he was like eggs and ham uh, yeah <laughs> um, that's brilliant so yeah so, brilliant. it was paul mccartney um uh, that came up with a melody yeah like, you're right
1: <laughs> okay that's fine because it was one of my favorites another one um i really liked is uh as, as i say, you mentioned hey jude because mm. it is a tune oh that
2: is a and also I,
1: I heard a story that apparently he dedicated or kind of wrote it Because of John Lennon's son, son, I think, when it was all kind of kicking off.
2: Julian, yeah. And the
1: band was, yeah, so the band was falling apart and Lennon was leaving his wife and it was all very messy. The fact that Paul kind of went over and was talking to them and trying to be friendly and then he wrote this song dedicated to his his friend's son I thought was so sweet. And I thought, and then it's like this huge anthem everywhere he goes. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh,
2: yeah. A lot of people don't know that, yeah.
1: And the last one, I don't know if this is McCartney or, or Lennon, but I love the song Blackbird of course yeah it's a it's a gorgeous song again I have a feeling that might be a McCartney one that's McCartney yeah Blackbird yeah because it because it's um it's just lovely and again my favorite band uh Alterbridge obviously have a song called Blackbird if anyone knows but every time they do it live Miles Kennedy on the guitar always does the chords (laughs) to Blackbird by the Beatles as like a nod he plays it for like a solid minute and it's really lovely just hearing that melody yeah yeah, and it it actually slides really nicely into the dark melody of alterbridge's blackbird so it's like every time i hear it i'm just like oh it gives me chills just thinking about it but
2: yeah blackbird is uh, sorry i was gonna say blackbird is one of those songs that like every guitarist just wants to know and learn um it's it's beautiful. beautiful such a beautiful little um chord progression and um Melody, and I remember when we saw Paul McCartney live, he actually dedicated that song to um, John Lennon um, as like a little ode to him, and it was very cute. And it was just him and the guitar, and um obviously it sounded great. And mm. uh, you, I, and I remember again just sort of going off on a little tangent when we went to see him live. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I remember expecting it to, I remember going in there like, okay, it's not going to be great because, you know, he's an old man. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's not. It's not going to sound like the Beatles. <laughs> um, you know, his voice is tired and old. And reflecting upon that now, right. I I don't in any way remember it being lacking or not any mm. good or like looking at an old man singing on stage. It just wasn't that at all. And I, I only look back at it with like, fondness and how amazing that experience was um and um uh, i forget what the point of why i was saying this now um you were saying um about blackbird that's it and I, I remember thinking back about that song that he performed live was just it was just incredible so beautiful and it's still beautiful today yeah. that song
1: it is it is and yeah i could say I, I i totally agree i think he's He's still awesome. He's still going. I I recommend people go and look up YouTube clips afterwards. Um, well worth doing because it's just like you said, he's still got it. It's still moving, and and that's the point of music. That's the point of music. I've said it so many times on this show before. That like the whole point of music is just to sit and enjoy it and to feel something. And like you said, the Beatles. You have to give them credit. They yeah. kind of were the guys that kicked that off in a big big way. Um, and if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, I have a different Beatles that I like, that's totally fine um of course and is. <laughs> by all means yeah reach out to us as well like if you're thinking of, if you're listening to them or if you've got favorites you've got comments yeah who's your i would love beetle? to hear why you tag us in it what crazy
2: conspiracy <laughs> uh theory do you have about the beatles i know there's loads <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, we want to know <laughs> yeah yeah Is john lennon living on the moon with elvis and <laughs> princess diana I, I don't know did
2: paul mccartney actually <laughs> die years and years ago and this is just a fraudster running around pretending to be him
1: yeah sure why not hit us up i will ignore them but that's fine (laughs) so just to kind of wrap up ellie have you got anything else you wanted to comment on or any sort of anecdotes
2: honestly same as last time we could talk about this for absolutely hours and hours and hours but um yeah we won't um i think a final note to finish on is just if you if you've never really given the beatles a chance or you kind of just saw them as some old band like Pick an album, any album, stick it on and just yeah. get op- listen to it with an open heart and, and really kind of try and understand it for what it is. It's just simple greatness. Uh, do it. Just, just stick an album on. Do it.
1: Absolutely. Um, I will say I'm going to have a really hard time picking a song to open this podcast with. <laughs> I've already used Paperback Writer, um, so I've got to think of another one. But anyway, that's my problem. Uh, Ellie, where can the good people find you if they don't already know?
2: I am on Instagram as Ellie underscore Realis, R-I-A-L-A-S underscore music. Um, I'm also on YouTube. You just need to type in my name, is Ellie Realis, and you'll see my song come up that I recorded at Abbey Road. Um, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, yeah just yeah give me a follow on Instagram. Talk to me about the Beatles. I'm always wanting to talk about them, so go ahead.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. That, we will do. I'll link all of that in. All I have to say is, Ellie, thank you for coming on.
2: Thank you for having me again, Harley. I hope to do this again soon.
1: Absolutely.
0: And there we have it. Thank you so much to Ellie for coming on to the show and sharing your love of the Beatles. I'm sure you listening enjoyed enjoy that just as much as I did. Make sure you go and check out Ellie and her music. I've linked in her YouTube channel, including the music video where she's recorded the song at Abbey Road. The song is called Just Like This. It's a brilliant little song with a lovely video definitely go and check out her stuff. And of course, I'd recommend you go and check out the Beatles. That should be fairly easy because it's the Beatles. They will be wherever you get music. Regarding the podcast, if you are enjoying this show, I welcome any and all feedback as well as a lovely five-star review. If you do, you of course get a shout-out on the show. Make sure you let me know you've done that on Instagram and Twitter. Both handles are at Fundamentalspod. And you can email me, fundamentalspod at yahoo.com. But before I sign off, I'd like to make a special announcement about some upcoming shows on this podcast. Now, normally, I like to leave you guessing, and I like to surprise you with a completely random subject. I mean, that's the whole point of this show. But in this case, I'm trying to hone it in across the summer. What I'm doing is I'm launching a special series called Sitcom Summer it's basically exactly what it says on the tin i'm gonna have guests come on and talk to me about their favorite sitcoms now i've already got a few guests lined up with some cracking shows coming on and i'm really looking forward to sharing those with you however that's not the best part the best part is i'm still looking for guests and i'd like to open that to you guys so if you're listening to this and you're thinking of a particular show that you just keep re-watching over and over again that makes you laugh endlessly, I'd love to hear about it. Reach out to me on the platforms that I mentioned, and you could be on the show. It's as simple as that. All of those are linked in the show notes if you want to go straight to them. I'd look forward to hearing from you. That's it from me. All I have to say, really, is thank you for listening. Make sure you're subscribed and you tell a friend. And until next time, stay tuned. Stay safe.